It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. An Eric Bieniemy offense in Washington would look a little bit different, I imagine, than what Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew said they wanted at the end of the 2022 NFL season. And that's why he might be my favorite candidate of all for the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator position. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA9 Plus app for your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host, Chris the Rooster. Russell is out this week, but you can find him Monday through Friday on the Team 980 live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, along with Pete Methurst or anytime on the Odyssey app. And you can find him in writing for the command post. And I can be found on Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your favorite app store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first view or your first listen of the day. Former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver Des Bryant said he thinks Washington is one of five teams that are going to put the NFL on notice next season. And I actually tend to agree with him. I'll tell you why here in a bit. But first, Greg Roman, the former Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, is obviously a popular name in the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator search. But there's another name that I'd rather see them pursue, and that's soon to be former Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Uh, and of course, we know that they are going to pursue Eric Bieniemy. EB scheduled to interview with the with the Washington Commanders on Thursday. Wednesday was the team's Super Bowl parade, so Thursday uh, Eric will be in Ashburn or in the DMV anyway, uh, interviewing for that position. Long assumed, but confirmed after the Super Bowl that EB and the Chiefs are going to be parting ways. Uh, and current reports have Bieniemy again interviewing with the Commanders on Thursday. So, kind of the question of why are they going their separate ways? That's kind of a part of this evaluation. But first and foremost, the Chiefs are selling it as an opportunity for him to kind of get out of Andy Reid's shadow, play uh, play call, do, do the game plan, the full game planning, run the game script, the flow of the game, all these things that every year when Eric Bannon's name comes up as a potential head coach candidate, they get brought up as maybe reasons why he's not getting uh, the job. Now he's looking for an opportunity to go somewhere where he'll run his offense fully, he'll run the game plan, he'll run the game script, he'll run the play calling, all of it uh, without a head coach kind of dictating what happens and when, and that is something that he would obviously get here in Washington uh, with the commanders. So certainly something that's been intriguing. And like I said, really kind of one of my favorite candidates for uh, the job, but I do have some theories on why Eric Bieniemy and the chiefs are going their separate ways that we'll discuss uh, later on here in today's episode. But first of all, who is Eric Bieniemy? Well, he's a Kansas city chiefs offensive coordinator from 2018 to 2022, but he's been with the chief staff since before 2018. And he was a former NFL running back 
former running back at the University of Colorado with the Buffaloes as well. Now, that's just kind of a brief bio snapshot of who Eric Bieniemy is. That's more so what his job history is, but what does that really mean? Well, in 2022 alone, just this past season, Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, what did that offense look like? Well, for starters, the Kansas City Chiefs were third in passing on first and 10. Now, that doesn't mean passing yards are complete. I'm talking about how many times they passed on first and 10. So of all the NFL teams on first and 10, the Kansas City Chiefs threw the ball more than 20 more than 29 of those teams. Sorry, quick quick math. I uh, had to do this. So third in passing on first and 10. However, they were top 10 in rushing in a down and distance. That down distance, second and one to three. So it was second one, second and two, second and three. The Chiefs were top 10 in rushing on those downs. However, if it got to second and four or more, so second and four to second and 10, they were 20th or less in rushing, meaning that they were top 12 in passing. Uh, on those downs top five rushing on third and four but 23rd or lower in rushing on third and one through three which i thought was really interesting third and short uh the kansas city chiefs still top 10 passing the ball versus running the ball and uh, they never ran on third and five six seven eight or nine nine times during the regular season the kansas city chiefs attempted to convert on fourth down twice they ran the ball doing that so seven times they passed uh, the ball under Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. The highest point output for the Kansas City Chiefs in a single season came in 2018 when they scored 35.3 points per game on average. That was the best rate in the National Football League. And his second most uh, offensive output came in 2020 um, when the Kansas City Chiefs scored 29.6 points per game. Uh, that was sixth most in the National Football League. And again, you go back and compare that to Greg Roman whose offenses, by and large, at least more than half the time, don't score more than 25 points, uh, more so in the 23 to 24 points per game range. So about a 5 to 10 point per game difference uh, between EB and Greg Roman. Um, the lowest scoring offense under Eric Bieniemy as the offense coordinator, 28.2 points per game. They did that twice. Still, both of those scoring offenses were top five in the National Football League in those seasons. And 2019 was the only year under Eric Bieniemy, the Kansas City Chiefs had a th- had, did not have rather a thousand yard receiver or a one hundred catch receiver. So that's the only season. So every other season, uh, again, twenty eighteen and twenty twenty two, with Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, the Kansas City Chiefs had at least a one hundred catch receiver or a thousand yard receiver, or uh, in most cases, both. So that's kind of how this team stacked up. That's how how the team produced with Eric Bieniemy again as the offensive coordinator. But we're going to dive into how the players. Uh, were impacted by Eric Bieniemy's offense over the past five seasons. That coming up here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against my fellow Locked On NFL hosts. Uh, unfortunately for me, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers was our Locked On NFL champion. So congratulations to Chris. Less congratulations to me, but just like in the real NFL. I'm still plugging away. I'm still getting better, sharpening my skills, getting better at my roster building and team building, and I'm going to be ready to compete the next time this comes around. But this time of year is all about team building for the real NFL and for me in a game like this. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true, and this game is where you can do it. You'll manage every strategic aspect of the team. You'll play through seasons, and you'll lead your team to glory, hopefully, uh, by building your Dynasty with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches, 
coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, all the ups and downs of the NFL season. If you make a trade, they have the traditional draft pick value chart values already in there for you. Make it super easy. While the commanders employ a 4-3 base defense in real life, I prefer a 3-4. So in this game, I got to hire the right coach. I got to install a 3-4 defense that I prefer, and then I go out there and I give them the personnel they need to be successful. We didn't win the championship, but guys, we're, we're pretty good. You'd be proud of what the burgundy and gold looked like in my game. Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want to. Bad Wi-Fi, not a problem. No Wi-Fi, still not an issue. You can literally play this game anywhere in your life at any time you need it. And now we've created a locked-on league for you to compete against locked-on fans all over the world. Can you be the ultimate locked-on football GM? Choose the locked-on league in the app to join. Can you create a football dynasty? Locked-on commanders, listeners, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's all caps. In the game store, again, locked on, all caps, in the game store. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just go to ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. It's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view of the day. Continuing our conversation about Eric Bieniemy, potential Washington Commanders offensive coordinator, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. Uh, let's look a little bit closer at Eric Bieniemy's impact on his players by looking at kind of the the main chunk of stats, right? So last time Eric Bieniemy had a thousand yard receiver was 2022. This very season, Travis Kelsey goes over a thousand yards receiving previous to that well 2021 the Kansas City Chiefs also had thousand yard receivers again Travis Kelsey going over the thousand yard mark but also wide receiver Tyreek Hill who is now obviously with the Miami Dolphins the last time the Chiefs and Eric Bieniemy had a double digit touchdown receiver Travis Kelsey again and that was in 2022 again uh, and then again in 2020 Tyreek Hill had 15 and Ter- Travis Kelsey had 11 so very good news for your tight ends if you're in Eric Bieniemy's system last 100 catch receiver again this season Travis Kelsey had 110 of those uh, last season. Tyreek Hill had 111. So 100 yard or 100 catch players, especially tight ends, uh, very successful in Eric Bieniemy's system and thousand yard receivers, double digit touchdown receivers, uh, those types of things. So your Terry McLaurin's of the world, your Jahan Dotson's, your uh, Logan Thomas's potentially depending on what happens with his future, if not him. I don't know, maybe a Michael Mayer, maybe John Bates, maybe Colt Turner, Amani Rogers. Like there, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of potential options here. So definitely a a pass friendly uh, offense there with Eric Bieniemy. So obviously, when you look at it, and you think, okay, this this is obviously very pass friendly. It can't be very run friendly, right? Kind of the opposite of Greg Roman, uh, who is very run friendly but not very pass friendly. So Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator has never had a thousand yard rusher. 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Never have the Chiefs had a thousand yard rusher. The closer they've gotten in that time span was uh, Kareem Hunt in 2018, had 824 rushing yards in the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's had three backs reach 800 rushing yards or more 
uh, under Eric Bieniemy, and that again, Kareem Hunt in 2018, Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie this year in 2022, Clyde Edwards Alaire in 2020. They all had thousand yard, or, uh, sorry, 800 yard rushing seasons under Eric Bieniemy, but none of them uh, getting a thousand yards, none of them getting 900 yards even. Um, so again, so that's kind of where that comes into. But they all also contribute in in the passing game, and that kind of is what Eric Bieniemy's uh, mo is again not just getting the receivers involved not just getting the tight ends involved but also getting the running backs involved in the passing game the last time eric bianmi's offense had a 10 plus touchdown uh running back never no running back in, in you know under eric bianmi in these five seasons has rushed for 10 or more touchdowns uh the closest they got again was cream hunt in 2018 with seven so that season i mean look still a pretty good season right 800 uh 824 yards and seven rushing touchdowns that's that's not a bad year uh, by enemies, but some of these running backs are looking to be all time greats. They're looking in the Hall of Fame. They're looking for Pro Bowls. They're looking for All Pro. Obviously, they want team success on the way, but they do want to have personal success uh, on top of it. And I think that's another reason why, like, you know, Kareem Hunt, I mean, that situation is a little bit different anyway, but did not get a second contract. Clyde Edwards Alaire, I don't imagine, is probably going to get a second contract. We'll see what happens with Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, these types of systems tend to kind of cycle through running backs, and that's why you see them draft one every year or at least every other year that's going to be effective. Like Isaiah Pacheco kind of coming out of nowhere really gives the Chiefs almost kind of a buy year. They can come into this next draft, not draft a running back, have Clyde Edwards, Alaire still young, Isaiah Pacheco obviously still young, and then potentially uh, get a, a cheap free agent somewhere to fill out their running back group. Um, who knows? Kareem Hunt is uh, his contract. So maybe he goes back to Kansas City. We'll see what happens there. But uh, but yeah, so Again, not super uh, running back friendly, you know what I mean? So I think if you're if you're a huge fan of Brian Robinson Jr., you want him to be a commander for his entire career. I don't know that Eric Bieniemy's system is going to get the job done. I don't know if Brian Robinson is not going to necessarily want to go out there on the free agent market and try to find a more running back friendly uh, offense at some point in time. But you know what? That's years down the road. We don't have to worry about that right now. So that's kind of a breakdown of how Eric Bieniemy's scheme system that he's come up on in under uh, Andy Reid affects the players. Um, again, some people are going to take that with a massive grain of salt and say, well, that's all Andy Reid. That's not necessarily EB. Um, I'll, we'll get into that here in just a second. But some further scheme data. And I thought this was really interesting, guys. Um, I want to go through here. Did this with Greg Roman, uh, right? Basically, Greg Roman runs the ball damn near 66% of the time, which was eerily, eerily similar uh, feeling I got when I heard Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera say they want to run the ball two times out of every three plays, which is 66%, and, and pretty much everybody. I mean, national media, local media, fans. I got asked by people on the street, like, bro, are they serious right now? And, and I'll tell you, like, they sure sounded serious. I mean, you know, I don't know how serious they were about it, but they sure sounded serious about it. Uh, and it turns out that Greg Roman is already doing it. I mean, it wasn't 66%, but it was like six, somewhere between 62 64%. So, you know, I decided to dump, jump into EB's numbers. Uh, obviously more pass-heavy, but I wanted to find out uh, what his splits were. So starting back in 2018, which is his first year as the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, also Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starting quarterback. So not a rookie, but his first year as a starting quarterback. Typically, when you have a first-year starting quarterback, you don't want to throw a whole lot on him. And in fact, that season was actually the fewest percent of pass plays called by Eric Bieniemy's uh, offense in, 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 in his time with the Kansas City Chiefs. In 2018, again, Patrick Mahomes' was first year starting uh, full-time as quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs threw the ball 61% of the time. So when you talk about Eric Bieniemy and Greg Roman being almost polar opposites, I mean, Greg Roman is almost 66% running the ball, 
Eric Bieniemy is almost 66% passing the ball. Like you really can't get much different. But here's here's where it actually gets even even better. So 39% of the time, the Chiefs ran the ball in 2018. Again, Patrick Mahomes' first season starting quarterback. But some of those were Patrick Mahomes, and some of those aren't called runs, right? So I kind of figured the best way to do it, I'm not going to go play-by-play play over the last five seasons. That's just insanity. So what I did is I took all of Patrick's runs completely out of the equation, completely took them off the board, reduced the amount of total plays, reduced the amount of total runs. And if you do that, I call it my pass-adjusted number. The remaining plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, 67% of the time they pass the ball outside if you take Mahomes' runs. Uh, again, some design, some not. But if you take those out of the equation, 67% of the time they they pass the ball. That was Mahomes' first year as a starting quarterback, guys. Eric Bieniemy, first year as an offensive coordinator. Patrick Mahomes, first year as a quarterback, starting quarterback. And the Chiefs say, you know what? We're going to rip it. So this is not rumor. This is not reputation. This is fact. The Kansas City Chiefs love to pass the ball. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. Again, some people give him more credit. Some people give him less credit. Whatever it is, Eric Bieniemy has spent his entire five years as an offensive coordinator in this style offense. 2019, the Kansas City Chiefs ran 976 total plays. 62% of them were passes. Pass adjusted. Again, take out the Mahomes run. Pass adjusted percentage, 66%. 2020, 62% of the plays were passes. 62% pass adjusted. 2021, 62% were passes. 68% pass adjusted. 2022, 62% pass calls. 67% pass adjusted. 62% of the time, guys, every single year for the last four seasons for the Kansas City Chiefs, 62% of the time they have thrown the ball on offensive play. Every single season. It's, uh, it's I mean, three is a pattern, right? I think is what they say. Like once is a fact, twice is a coincidence, three is a pattern. This is four years in a row. And then the fifth year is 61%. It's only 1% off. So if you bring in Eric Bieniemy, you're expecting a passing offense, right? And that's I think where the con- kind of the confusion comes in here. So Grant Paulson at Grant Paulson on Twitter, Grant H Paulson, sorry, on Twitter, tweeted out recently, "quote I don't get how Eric Bieniemy fits the Commanders' offensive vision under Rivera, but if he's willing to take the job, they should hire him. But they need to only bring him in if they're letting him run the offense his way. Don't bring him in and then tell him to run more." End quote. And I could not agree more with Grant Paulson. That's how I want to end this conversation. Grant or not Grant Paul, Eric Bieniemy could not be a further opposite of Greg Roman if he tried. Like that, that's what is honestly a little bit confusing about this. Martin Mayhew, Ron Rivera, they come out at the end of the season and say we want to be 66% run offense. So you bring in Greg Roman to be an offensive coordinator as an interviewer, that makes sense. I don't like it, and I don't think a lot of other people like it, right? Uh, people certainly didn't like it when you said you want to run the ball 66%, 66% of the time, but it makes sense. You bring in Eric Bieniemy next. This makes no sense, and, and honestly, it's almost like we don't know where we want to go. And Ron Rivera kind of talks every year about this three-year plan, and he says every year you still have a three-year plan. Like you don't just continue on. Then boom, at the end of three years, plan's done. Let's see where we're at. No, every single year you're reevaluating, reassessing, you're creating, a, you're adding another year to that plan. And I totally get that mentality. In the in the army, we call it your fifty meter, hundred meter, three hundred meter targets. Just because you got up to your fifty meter target doesn't mean you now only have two targets ahead of you. No. Now you're here, you have a new 50-meter target, which used to be your 100. Now you have a new 100-meter target. Now you have a new 300-meter target, right? So I totally get the analogy. But if your your plan has to kind of be based off of what your mission is and what your identity is. So if your mission is to win football games and your identity is to do it running, 
why are we even talking to Eric Bieniemy? Because you hire offensive coordinators based off of what they've done, the systems they've been in, what they've proven they can operate in. Eric Bieniemy is not a run game coordinator. Eric Bieniemy is not a run first offensive coordinator. Uh, whatever amount of plays he's called under Andy Reid or hasn't called, they have been 60 plus percent of the time they have been passes. And if you take out the Patrick Mahomes scrambles, 62 to 65, 67, 68% of the time they've been passes. So again, I w- would, out of, out of the available options, Thomas Brown, I think is my favorite to be completely honest, but I think he's either going to Tampa Bay or Carolina. So out of the remaining options, Eric Bieniemy is my top pick. Now I'm a little bit suspicious on why the Kansas City Chiefs want to move on from Eric Bieniemy. Andy Reid wants to sell it as he needs to get out of my shadow. He needs to go call plays because that's what all the hang up is by him getting a head coaching job. Those are facts. Those are true. However, there's also stories of players not liking him. There's arguments with Patrick Mahomes. I don't see Patrick Mahomes other than a very plainly set up locker room environment. Hey, give EB a vote of confidence. Talking about this kind of stuff. Travis Kelsey, time after time, opportunity after opportunity, praises Andy Reid, does not praise Eric Bieniemy. It's suspicious to me. But Eric Bieniemy obviously knows football. He wouldn't be in this business so if he didn't at least know football. He's a running back coach. Before this, he was a receiving back in the National Football League. Before it was cool to be a receiving back. The man knows football. If he's going to get an opportunity, I have no problem with him getting it here in Washington because he's got the right types of weapons to run his kind of offense. He just needs a quarterback to, to facilitate it. Sam Howell, not the athlete that Patrick Mahomes is, but certainly has the arm to get the ball everywhere uh, that he needs to and has shown the ability to improvise when he needs to as well. But I just wonder, if the Washington Commanders sign Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy signs with the Washington Commanders, are they going to try to change Eric Bieniemy's stripes? Because if they do that, this could be disastrous, not just for the Washington Commanders in 2023, but for Eric Bieniemy in his career moving forward. So that being said, there's at least one former NFL player who thinks that the Washington Commanders are going to thrive regardless of who the offense coordinator is, regardless of who the starting quarterback is, because he's saying this before we even know, and I actually agree with him. So we'll talk about that next here on Locked On Commanders. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. You can risk up to $1,000, and even if you lose, you will get it back in free bets. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't Win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes. Drained, if you think Sam Howell can lead the Washington Commanders to a win in Super Bowl 58, then you can get plus 5,500 odds right now and win $550 on a $10 bet if you're right. I might just go do that anyway because you know what? It's 10 bucks, and this time next year, I'm not going to miss that 10 bucks. But if you don't want to wait until next February, on Wednesday night, the most popular same-game parlay is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Brooklyn Nets game, betting on James Harden to score more than 20 points, Joel Embiid to score more than 25 points, Donovan Mitchell to score more than 25 points, Darius Garland to score more than 20 points, Evan Mobley to score more than 15 points. I think I said Brooklyn Nets. It's Philadelphia 76ers and Cleveland Cavaliers. My apologies. Get in on that, and you can win almost $90 on a $10 bet or $900 on a $100 bet. And guys, that's my favorite part of FanDuel, to be quite honest with you, is the same game parlays, combining bets for a chance at a bigger payout. So don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner 
of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Des Bryant says the Washington Commanders are going to put the National Football League on notice in the 2023 season. That said, recently on Twitter, uh, Des, known for stirring things up uh, just a little bit, decided to put out his top five teams again of uh, teams that are going to put the NFL on notice in 2023. Number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were a playoff team this year. Number two, the New York Jets. Number three, the Washington Commanders. Number four, the Seattle Seahawks. Number five the Baltimore Ravens. Now this begs the question, what does put the NFL on notice, quote unquote, mean? Um, and this is where we are going to dive deeper into the meaning of this more than I'm sure Des Bryant, like Des Bryant's probably sitting at home. Is you know what? These five teams are going to be pretty good next year. Boom, put them out. And then we sit here and go, what does he mean? What is it really? Let's dissect it. Well, here, here's what I mean. I'm not going to talk for Des. When I say put the NFL on notice, here's what I mean. I think that a team puts the NFL on notice when they have a season that says we are entering or we are suddenly in our Super Bowl window. Now, here's what I mean. Jacksonville Jaguars made the playoffs. Congratulations. It's, it was a great thing. Outstanding. But let's be honest. Part of that, the collapse of the Tennessee Titans. The Houston Texans being the worst team in the National Football League. I know the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick. The Houston Texans are the, number, are the worst football team in the National Football League last year. The Jacksonville Jaguars getting into the playoffs, yes, had some some to do with themselves, and I don't want to take too much credit away from what they did, right? Trevor Lawrence grew, Doug Peterson did a good job, all that stuff. But the Jags also playing in one of the worst divisions in the National Football League this season, that had something to do with it. So if I'm saying the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to put the NFL on notice, then I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are not just going to fall into the playoffs because their division is weak. No, they're going to go out there and they're going to dominate opponents. They're going to put their foot on their throats. They're going to do whatever they need to do. And they're going to take wins and they're going to take the division title and they're going to take their playoff spot. Doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 58. It just means they're going to show the NFL. This is a legit team. You have to worry about us. Think Buffalo Bills. Kansas City Chiefs obviously had the NFL on notice. Think Philadelphia Eagles. Think Green Bay Packers over the last few years. Think Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even in 2021. The Los Angeles Rams uh, in 2021. Those types of teams, I know some of those teams won the Super Bowl, right? But I'm talking about teams that you just look at them and say, you know what? This team is going to be competing at the end of January, potentially early February, because they're that good. So you're going to put them on notice in 2024, 2023, which means you're probably going to be competing for that in 2024. And I look at the Washington Commanders, guys, and I do see a team that is potentially two years away from making a Super Bowl run. And I know that's weird. I know most of you are sitting like going, dude, what are you even talking about? Two seven-win seasons, an eight-win season, barely made the playoffs one year, completely blew a chance at making the playoffs this last season. Well, listen, I think scenario situations matter, coaching matters. And the bottom line is, guys, right now, defensive-minded head coaches in the National Football League are just not having that great of an experience in today's game. It's just across the board, your top coaches, your top teams are being run by offensive-minded coaches. Now, I know the New York Jets are on – Des Bryant's list, and they've got Robert Sala, a defensive-minded coach. But I will tell you, 
the difference between Robert Sala and some of these other defensive coaches, Ron Rivera specifically, he's a very aggressive defensive coach. Like of most defensive coaches, they want a low scoring game. They want the clock to run nonstop 10 or fewer drives in, in per team in a game. It's kind of the idea. Robert Sala is the kind of defense coach that, yeah, he wants to keep you grounded. He wants to keep you out of the end zone, but he wants to put up points. If he can win 32 to 17, he would love to do it. And that's kind of the Robert Sala method, whereas the Todd Bowles method and even the Ron Rivera method, that's where you get two runs to every pass. Uh, they want to bleed the clock quickly. They want to run the ball. They want to control the ball. They want five first downs on a drive towards a touchdown. That's how they want to operate things. I think the next head coach for the Washington committee, listen, I want to, We'll talk more about this too. I don't think Ron Rivera and his staff survived the ownership change. And I don't necessarily think that's a knock on Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera's days as a head coach, nowhere close to done. I think he's going to get another job when that time comes. Maybe not the very season that time comes, but he will be a head coach in the National Football League again. Uh, but I just think that the next ownership group and the story with Sean Payton getting approached by multiple ownership groups to be the next head coach kind of shows that mentality. I think mean, the next ownership group is just going to want a clean start. Any any forward-facing member of this organization during the Dan Snyder era, they're going to want out of the building. So that's Ron Rivera, that's Jason Wright uh, as well, and that's Martin Mayhew. I think all of those gentlemen, uh, regardless of their confidence level, so again, that's not a dig, that's not an insult. I just think that is the business situation at hand here. So yes, you're going to get a new coach. I think you're going to get an offensive coach. You get an offensive coach with what this defense looks like. Deron Payne or no Deron Payne? Chase Young or no Chase Young? They have the opportunity here. If you know the writing is on the wall, go get some replacements. Fenarian Mathis, he can come into his second year healthy and show some. He's still learning mentally, right? So still got better, ideally, as a football player. Perhaps he takes that step. You go out there, get yourself an edge rusher in the draft, get some linebacker help, get some defensive back depth to secure your end. Benjamin St. Juice, still a very young, talented player. Derek Forrest, Cam Curl, uh, secure his services. Montez Sweat is obviously a guy, Jonathan Allen, leading the unit. You still have a very solid defense. So you put a, an offensive-minded coach who wants to put points up on the board. You get yourself a solid veteran defensive coordinator. Let him run that unit, and I think you've got a very good possibility going. Uh, Sean Payton's obviously in Denver, so keep your eye out, not this year, but next year for Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals as a potential uh, head coach hiring. And look, uh, coaches love each other, man, and I would not be surprised to see him bring Dan Pitcher with him as well to be his offensive coordinator here in Washington. So that's a little bit of a way too early projection on who the coach might be. But if that happens, if I'm right there and Sam Howell can develop these weapons, Terry McLaurin and these guys continue to develop these running backs and stay healthy and do some things. Maybe you get somebody like Tajay Spears uh, in this year's NFL draft to add to that running back room. When you get that offensive line of coaching, you got a solid defense. You got a fresh start. I could see this team making a serious push in 2024 to be a legit threat. And if that's the case, then they'll have shown the NFL in 2023 that they can truly be that, which means Des Bryant will be right, and the Washington Commanders are going to put the NFL on notice in 2023. Let me know if you disagree. Let me know if you agree. In the meantime, I'm just going to sit here and thank you anyway, regardless, for making Locked On Commanders podcast first listener, first view of the day. Come back for our next episode this week. Chris is out all week, but I will still be here with you on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you got questions or topics you want to discuss, send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. Or hit us up in the DMs on Twitter at LO Commanders. That's going to do it today, Commanders fans. Thanks again for joining me. For Chris Russell, I'm David Harrison, writer for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Until we meet again, please, if you're out and about, please, please be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Commanders. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.